Welcome to Environmentally You, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of our direct relationship with our environments and ways in which we can cultivate a deeper connection and understanding of ourselves through the spaces in which we live out our daily lives. I am your host, Karina Ryder, an environmental wellness practitioner, creative environments designer, and intuitive artist, specializing in sensorial storytelling and spiritual design. In realizing my life's purpose, I am now on a mission to help others by sharing my wisdom and guiding you in this area of your complete well-being. Shall we dive in? Exercise two is a continuation of the first exercise, where I had you choose a particular space or room, then focus on the aspects of the space that you recognize commonalities with, and those things you feel good about, and that I hope made sense to you as physical expressions or reflections of yourself. This first step was intended to simply get you more familiar with your space, and this, most likely, new way of looking at it and to begin or further develop your awareness that everything around you stimulates feelings, conscious and subconscious emotions, which create energy that has a direct effect on you, as well as affecting how you treat your space, and even how you see yourself and treat yourself. I have come to learn that everything, and I mean everything, that is physically present in your world, synchronistically expresses some aspect of you, of the energies that you emanate, and the stories that you are writing in every moment. There is so much about yourself that you are unaware of, and the world around you offers clues and insight once you start paying attention and learning how to decipher and communicate with what is there. Our current culture seems to teach us that we humans are the only source of intelligence, in the sense of sharing information, teaching, and learning. But plants and animals can be our teachers and guides, and so can things like water and air, the stars above you, the soil beneath you, and all of the objects and materials around you. There are even clues and messages you can receive from your ancestors and past lives. You do continue to carry energy from them as well. Some call this karma, but there's a whole lot more passed on through your DNA than just your physical traits. Now for this exercise, we're going to focus on those aspects that you feel disassociated with and or that didn't seem to jive so well with you. This stuff I look at in a few different ways. There are those things that on the surface seem to be someone else's or caused by someone else or something else like a plant or animal or even the wind or maybe a gnome. For instance, that spot on the floor where your husband always leaves his dirty socks 
or a cracked window from that time your neighbor threw a baseball too hard, or maybe a water stain on the floor from where your housekeeper overwatered one of your favorite plants, or that other stain on the floor where your dog keeps peeing, or a crack in the foundation of your garage from a tree's root system, or that door that keeps getting blown open by the wind. These aspects frequently offer opportunities to co-create your stories and develop a space within an entangled multi-reflection. Sometimes these may help in revealing unresolved issues in a relationship, which can also bring to the surface your own personal shadows. They may even suggest motivational insight into an action you could take in maintaining healthy relationships with others such as gaining the nerve to go ask the neighbor for the money he said he'd give you to have that window fixed. And then you can let go of that grudge. Or maybe it's time to give your housekeeper a raise. Wow, that was almost a year ago, and she's done such a wonderful job since that minor mishap. And keep in mind these things, belonging to or because of others, aren't always negative aspects. On the contrary, Hopefully, they're more often positive reminders of another's physical expression shared with you or insight into who you are with or through them. For example, you have an object, let's say a trophy that your child won for MVP in the basketball championship games. This stimulates positive feelings of success, accomplishment, and being valued. It's a piece that is actually a reflection of you both, the award-winning athlete and the proud parent. Then there are the things that were manifested by unknown forces or others from the past, often even before you entered this world, or things that are communally influenced. For instance, that crack in the ceiling that I mentioned in the first exercise. Maybe you live in an old house, a house that someone else built. So you didn't choose the materials that the walls were made of, but then you should be asking yourself, what was I attracted to when I bought this house or signed the lease? What energies were activated? Was it simply the gorgeous view from the kitchen that you fell in love with? I doubt it. Then there's those things that irk you or you just don't feel connected to, but for some reason you choose to keep them in your presence. Like that coffee table that's broken and you haven't gotten around to fixing it or any unfinished project, or maybe a painting that your mother-in-law gifted you that you feel obligated to keep even though you absolutely hate it. These aspects frequently offer insight into areas of your life, your persona, your well-being that could use improvement or change. They also tend to reveal your shadows and unresolved issues. Okay, so again, I want you to free flow right pick at least three of these non-relatable or cringeworthy aspects. Again, go further if you'd like. The more you practice, the faster this will become second nature. And don't pressure yourself to analyze everything. Things tend to stick out as you need them to. It's not like you feel pressured to meet every person you walk past on the street, right? Friends and colleagues, they tend to come and go as you need them. Now the not your stuff stuff and the things that irk you tend to be a little more difficult to free flow write about. But I find these aspects frequently reveal the juiciest information, your projections and shadows. Those things you'd probably be better off confronting rather than holding inside or going unnoticed entirely. But these can also be helpful in better designing your space. 
and or handle situations you've been putting off or completely ignoring. For instance, maybe it's time to say, Honey, I've had enough with the socks. Here's a hamper or cute basket for you to toss them in. And maybe this could be a great place to display that trophy too. Do you see the potential storyline building there? But I am getting a bit ahead of where we are at at this stage. I don't actually want you to start making design choices, but I did see another opportunity to give you a better understanding of where we're going with these exercises. So what do I mean by shadow and projection? Shadow is a term coined by Carl Jung, the psychiatrist and psychoanalyst who founded analytical psychology. Your shadows are basically your ego-driven negative emotions hidden in your subconscious, such as fear, disgust, remorse and guilt, compassion, grief, and humility. And according to clinical social worker Karen R. Koenig, Projection refers to unconsciously taking unwanted emotions or traits you don't like about yourself and attributing them to somebody else. We all have aspects of ourselves that we're not happy with, or we feel ashamed of and are too painful to confront. And because of this, we frequently don't even recognize them, not consciously at least. This exercise may help bring some of those to the surface. Why, you ask, why would I want to do this? Because once you're aware, then you can work on changing it or accepting it, if you choose to do so. So, you might be asking, how do I know what is being expressed? Like learning any language, practice is required, and like any relationship, it takes time. And a journal helps too. Some aspects are more obvious than others. That door that swings open with a heavy breeze reminds you that it needs some tending to, but the story might go deeper than that. Besides the wind, start taking note. Are there other synchronicities occurring when this happens? Does this occurrence typically make you think of something else? Maybe a tragic storm from your childhood? Well, Maybe an afternoon spent fixing the door while simultaneously doing some healing breath work or chanting to relieve some of that childhood trauma could be in order. And maybe it will even inspire you to paint the door a new cheerful color, rewriting its story so it becomes a doorway to happiness rather than dredging up a painful memory. And on that note, I wish you happiness and joy especially through some of these more challenging practices in becoming environmentally you. And a loving reminder to seek further help, however that may look, with the appropriate professionals if need be. I share these exercises and practices from the perspective and background of a trained designer, artist, creator, who is passionate about exploring a deeper knowing of self and well-being. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Environmentally You podcast. If you have questions or comments, and for those of you interested in working with me directly, 
I invite you to check out the website at www.environmentallyu.com or contact me via email at connect at environmentallyu.com. Also, you will find more Environmentally You content on Instagram and other social media sources in the near future. I do hope you will join me for the next episode of this podcast. And of course, I'd appreciate all of your follows, likes, bells, whistles, and whatnot. Have a wonderful week, and I wish you the most amazing adventure ahead, being Environmentally You.